0: Committed to press on, reaching life again. From committed to press on, reaching light, forgiving one another. While well, I'm staying.
1: Well, okay.
2: Good morning, God morning, great morning. This is Reverend E. K. Dawson and I want to welcome you to declaring victory. Good morning. It's our favorite Friday and I was wanna know who's on the line. Good morning, God morning, great morning.
3: Good morning it's grateful, Deborah Evans. Happy, grateful Friday.
1: Yes. God Good
3: bless morning.
2: You. God bless you as well. Good to hear your voice. Good morning, it's Brother Michael. Happy Friday, my brother. Happy Friday as well, my brother. Glad to hear you. Welcome, welcome. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Is Revenue, good morning, Dawson. Sister
4: Lisa. Happy
5: Friday. God bless everyone on the call. Have a great day. Hey, hey.
2: Hey, hey. There it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good morning. My name Eva Is
2: Well, it's Sister Yvonne, God is good all the time and all the time my response is God is good. Good morning to you. How is you? Good
6: morning, the it's time, Happy Friday. Everybody have fine a blessed, him. favorite Friday.
2: Bless your heart. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey, this is Reverend E.K. Dawson. I want to welcome you to Declaring Victory this morning, where we are going to Declare, Victor, we are excited about what God is about to do for us, with us, through us, on us, in us, and to us this morning. Hallelujah. Uh, Anybody join the call on this blessed and favored Friday? Good morning. It's
6: Krishanda. Happy Friday.
2: Krishanda, good morning. Good morning. God bless you. Amen. I'm excited about what God is about to do and how he's going to meet us in prayer and through the declaration and just the presence of God. Amen. I am excited. Amen. It's not too late to text somebody and let them know that you are on the line. Hallelujah. To join us this morning. Good morning. This is Reverend E.K. I want to say good morning and welcome you to Declaring Victory this morning. Hallelujah. Man, anybody else join the call? Wanna say good morning to us?
1: Praise the Lord.
2: Good morning, God morning, great morning. This is declaring victory. Amen. Anybody else join the line?
3: Good morning, it's Elsie.
2: Good morning, Elsie. Welcome, welcome. Good morning.
3: Good morning, it's Susie.
2: Susie, good morning.
3: Good morning. Can you please keep me and my family in prayer?
1: Absolutely.
3: Thank you. I'm
1: having some issues with my husband.
2: Uh,
1: okay, thank you so much.
2: Absolutely, we love you, Susie. Absolutely, and we know that God is able but don't say it yeah. on,
7: but don't say it
1: on the phone because He might listen just, just keep me in prayer absolutely, thank you so much
2: uh-huh.
1: God bless you,
2: God bless you as well.
1: thank you, mhm.
2: Good
3: morning, it's Prosperous.
2: Good morning, Prosperous. Welcome, welcome.
3: Happy Favorite
2: Friday. Yes.
3: Likewise.
7: Good morning, Cynthia Jones.
2: Well, good morning, Cynthia. Welcome to Declaring Victory. Glad to hear your voice. this morning.
8: Good morning. Glad to hear you, too. Praise the Lord.
2: Praise the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. Yes, his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. I am excited about this morning and what God is going to do with declaring victory. Hallelujah.
3: Good morning, good Reverend
9: Brett. Happy Favor Friday it's Rochelle. Good morning. Declare
6: victory. We declare victory. Hallelujah. Have a
2: great day. Amen. Good
6: morning, God morning. Great morning. Happy Friday, guys. I got a prayer request this morning. Wow, by all Uh,
1: means.
6: By all means, my prayer request is I spoke with Moni on yesterday,
8: uh, and she was diagnosed with stage one breast cancer. May we all add her to
1: our prayer list.
2: Amen amen. As we say in the church, let's govern ourselves accordingly, y'all. Amen. Well, it's uh, it's our time, and uh, we're going to go ahead and get started. And um, before we move forward, we want to ask everybody to uh, mute your line. I hear some static on somebody's line. Uh, and we're going to ask you, to, if you wouldn't mind, please, ma'am, please, sir, uh, to go ahead and mute your line for us so that we can go ahead and proceed. Hello, my name is Reverend E.K. Dawson, and I am your host, and I want to thank you for joining us here at Declaring Victory, where we a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, uh, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And yes, we are here to edify, to empower, to encourage, to equip you in your walk with Christ. Uh continue calling uh during the month of November, where our monthly theme is entitled Leadership. Leadership. Each declare will focus on how leadership plays a vital role in sowing and reaping God's desires for us uh within the workplace. I mean within the within the work we do in the work we do for him, I I apologize. Uh and to make sure that you invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. And to make sure that you uh go out your way, pick up your phone and encourage somebody else so that they can be blessed too. Amen. There is one announcement. Uh stay tuned uh for the next episode of Friday Night Live. with the Felder uh will notify us when uh to announce the next gathering you will be sure to be blessed. Amen. Amen. Uh, no uh, requests on the app. And the order of the call is prayer and corporate prayer. Uh, prayer and corporate praise uh, will uh, be by myself. And declaration will be brought by Pastor G. Amen. Uh, and then we will go directly into closing comments hosted by the declare. Uh, and then today's scripture is Matthew 7:12. So now everything due to what you would have them do to you for the sums of the law and the prophets. Amen. That's Matthew 7:12. So in everything you do, do to others what you would have them do to you. And this for this sums up the law of the prophets. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading here and doer of his holy word. This time I'm going to ask you to put your phone uh on mute until instructed to come off of mute. And now we will begin uh to pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Bless your name, God. We give you honor, we give you praise. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Bless your name, oh. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Father, we come to you and come in your presence, God, blessing you and thanking you and giving you all the glory and the praise and the honor, Lord. God, we call you this morning because we know no other to call, Lord God. God, you've been a very present help in the time of trouble. God, you've been our leaning post, Lord. You've been our everything. You've been our way maker. You've been our our strong tower. God, you've been our everything. And we thank you. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory, Lord. Thank you, Lord, God, because you've been a deliverer. Thank you, because you've been a healer in our lives. Thank you, God, because you've been a waymaker. Thank you, God, because you've been a heart fixer. Thank you, God, because you've been a mind regulator. Thank you, God. We give you praise just because you've been our everything. And God, we love you. And we praise you, God. We thank you for being uh, mindful of us each and every day, Lord God, as your children. God, as we grow in this thing, as we grow in graces, we grow and walk it out, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. We bless your name, God. We thank you, Lord God. Thank you for being the God of our salvation. Thank you, Lord God. We can't thank you for the testimony of being saved enough, Lord God. Thank you for those that are trying and trying to walk in your way and try to live right and then to bless you lord god we give you glory and praise we ask now that you will continue to bless every church that is opened up in your name father god bless the men that are on this call lord god because we are uh celebrating men's day today and we give you glory and we give you praise hallelujah god for the men god thank you for their rightful place thank you for them trying thank you for them leading thank you for them standing up lord god thank you for being accountable. Thank you for them being present, Lord God. Pray for my brothers that head may be head hung down or that may need some strength or may just need a lift. Uh, God, we thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for them being examples. Thank you for the stepdads, the surrogate dads, Lord God. Thank you, Father, for those that are just trying to help uh, some good sister, some good brother, some good uh, young man, young woman, Lord God. Thank you, Father. And we give you glory and praise, Father. Thank you that we draw close to your word and that your heart, Lord God, that we follow your heart, Lord God, that we hear your heart, Lord God. We thank you so much and give you glory and praise. Father, now ah, we have our our city, so much going on in our schools. We have our cities that we give to you, the city of Vallejo, the city of Fairfield, Benicia, Lord God, the cities that are represented by every person that is on this phone call, Lord God. Elsa Brande, Richmond, Lord God, we give you all these cities, all these places, Lord God, and our leadership, Lord God. Bless, our again, our pastors, our leaders, bless the fivefold ministries that exist on this call and in this call, Lord God. God, and we thank you and give your name praise. Father, as we take our phones off of mute and give your name glory and praise we want to make a powerful sound. So, declaring victory, take your phones off mute, and let's oh, praise Jesus. the Lord with all of our might, with all of our hearts,
1: with all of our, our spirits. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him glory. God. Give him glory. Give him praise. Hallelujah. 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 With all thanksgiving. Glory. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank We Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Victory. i the you are Reverend Dr. Jesus, you really can send the Heal so the the word of God Thank you, Father no. your name is Lord. Earth earth. No Lord. Lord. the empty. Lord every name. We'll we will to, to the glory
6: honor, Almighty God. thank you, for directing
3: every single
6: we are so God, thank you, God. Thank you.
7: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
8: Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
2: God,
8: Lord, God. Thank you. We believe As we generate
2: prayer. Our God, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name. We thank you, God. As we pass the call. Amen. Amen. We pass the call Amen. to declare.
8: Just one second. Let me text.
2: Hold on. Hallelujah. Bless your name, God. As we stay prayerful, hallelujah. We give you glory. We give you praise.
6: Amen, amen. I'm waiting for a response. By chance, before I do anything, any of our men have a word from the Lord or a word of encouragement? If not,
7: I'll jump in. Amen.
6: Well, good morning, God, morning, great morning, and happy Friday, guys, and I apologize, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but uh, we shall continue to tend. amen, amen, the word says, be ye also ready at all times, so I thank God for his word and his consistency, I thank God for uh, another opportunity simply to verify through the truth of the word of God that he is the living word and he always uh, gets the final say. And so this morning, I thank God for uh, yet another opportunity to share. A super quick reminder for those that are going to attend the gala, please make sure that you are securing your space, your seats. I most certainly want to see you there. I want to hug your neck. I want to spend some time with you on that day. I so look forward to it. Um, I am going to share this morning. I, I didn't have a plan, but I think I have the Holy Spirit and always giving a, a timely word. Um, yeah, you can go ahead and share. That's fine. And well, real quick, uh, is uh, Pastor Glory online or no? Before I can say anything, man, you know, I, I have a feeling he overslept. <laughs> Nevertheless, it's it's fine. Okay, no worries, it's fine. Thank you. Um, as I I move forward, I am sitting here. I'm in the process of of doing several different things. The other day I shared about a process that I experienced. You guys know me. I I always tie uh scripture to real life instances and simply because it is easier to transform uh in things and uh transform and shift out of different places and spaces. Um and especially as a leader when you have a a life example, something to apply it to. So um, that being said this morning, I I wanna talk about uh, leading from a broken place, leading from a broken place. And when I say that, uh, I'm gonna take you to Genesis. We'll probably start at about 48. Uh, And I'm, I'm gonna talk to you today from a perspective of Joseph, Joseph's perspective, leading from a broken place, um, and I, this this share is inspired by you guys know I I tend to use recent situations and circumstances, and one of the things um, about especially today's leaders that are not. Moved by culture that are not shaken by uh, what what is going on in the world, or as the world would do it, uh, you'll find that most of your great leaders, preachers, teachers, uh, evangelists, whatever you want to call them, from whatever sphere of leadership, have dealt with a plethora of rejection. I have dealt with a host of being wounded, I've dealt probably uh, more often than not with circumstances that other people uh, would have folded under. It's interesting to me how in order for God to use you greatly, he has to wound you deeply. There's something that happens in that transaction, understanding that everything, um, outside of kingdom living is generally transactional. Have you guys ever noticed that there, there is always an exchange. I think the, the sacrifice of, uh, who Jesus is, whether or not we will say it, there is a, a, a trade off and, and it's generally an unfair trade off. Um, Joseph, as we know it, he was not only, um, mistreated or ill-treated by his siblings. He was not only uh, gifted and talented, he was not only um, one that had the capacity to persevere, uh, he was sharp. He was quick witted Even in his broken places, even being lied on and uh, abandoned and rejected and ostracized, imprisoned, there was something so unique about how his heart, Just the tapestry of his heart in and of itself uh, put him uh, in places of mental bar none. There there are not many comparisons to um, how amazing Joseph was in his stance of integrity, in his stance of character, in his stance of consistency. It was a really great example for me. Right. Um, I, I tend to people will ask me from time to time when you uh, would use a character, a Bible character to describe yourself. Who who would you say uh, you, you believe your heart resembles? And I, I'd i say all day or people don't ask questions like that. Your heart resembles. But people ask me, you know, they would with the expectation. That I'd be like, oh, Esther. <laughs> oh, Rufus. Naomi, nah, more Josephy than anything, probably. When and when I say that, I say that because there were so many sets of circumstances that uh, were completely out of his control. Nevertheless, um, his posture remained constant. He always had. a a means of managing the mayhem that surrounded him. There was something inside of him that gave him uh, the ability to, uh, I I guess of sorts, compartmentalize that was this but this is now. Um, You'll discover uh, the more you start to operate from uh, that pinnacle place, the place that God has assigned you to in your heart, Um, you'll start to realize that things that used to poke you uh, don't necessarily poke you the same way. Things that used to pain you or frustrate you don't necessarily frustrate you as much anymore. It's not that it ever goes away, but one of the things uh, that I can attest to concerning Joseph is he was always able to put what he was going through to the side in an effort to be 110% prepared to lead. And if I'd be honest, I'm not sure uh, if he knew in those moments that that's what he was doing. Isn't that just like a, a, a true leader? You just do what you have to do in the moment uh growing up in in traditional baptist church for the majority of my life until i got to a place um where i was like, there's there's got to be more than this there's got to be more to the story than uh a sunday shout there's got to be more than a, a tuesday wednesday night bible study or um small group or knowing jesus of course it's got to be more until I got to the place where that was my question, uh, where I became more inquisitive. It's an amazing thing when God begins to line up uh, things from 20 years ago into the nows. It's amazing to me that God will, uh, in the middle of uh, a lunch date, God will remind you of something that he told you 10, 15 years ago uh, in order to bring you into now and see all that is cooperating with what I told you from the beginning. Again, as a leader, there are things that I make benchmarks about. There are things that I pay attention to. There are cycles that I take a glance at in an effort to make sure that I understand the times and the seasons, kind of like the sons of Issachar. Uh, Joseph had the means and the mentality uh, of gauging not only his surroundings, but uh, I can only imagine in my mind's eye that everything about his heart was uh, formed and shaped to speak positive. After having been thrown in a pit, abandoned to die, being uh, then right after that, as if that was not enough, then being sold into slavery, uh, into Potiphar's house, and then being uh, falsely imprisoned, uh, not not once, but a few times, right? And then becoming the, the boss of the, the whole prison system as a direct result, but not just the boss of the prison system, the boss of a, a whole entire region. Right. Him being broken, him being lied on, him being um, mistreated, him being hated on. All of those things were actively operating almost like a conveyor belt from one disappointment to the next disappointment to a disappointment after that. Can anybody relate? but there, there were uh, bits and parts of who he was that had the capacity to not only handle uh, what he was going through, but to overcome it in such a way that it never altered what he had uh, the ability to do. It never uh, took away from his leadership strength and skill being not just a man, but being the man after the man, right? Uh, uh, most people don't really look at uh, the man after the man. One of the things that I love about how Joseph moved is that it wasn't really important for him to have center stage. It was not a prerequisite, right? It was not something that... um that, that gave him uh, the means or the mind to quit. All the things that he went through, uh, he just kept going. Not only did he keep going, and he was going in such a way that he was uh, an inspiration, a motivation. He was the go-to cat. Not sitting in the primary office, but sitting in the secondary position, right? Sitting in the position that uh, is not always fanfared is not always uh the one that's celebrated is not always uh the one that is looked at in the the best light of all sorts but down inside everybody around him knows who's who and what's what. right who shot john who did it and how he did it right and so when i look at the life of of joseph um And all the rejection, all the abandonment, all of the uh, attempted murder. How about that? Uh, Hateration to the degree that, honey, we're going to kill him and tell his dad. We're going to lie and just simply say he's dead. That the wild things got him outside uh, in the wilderness, right? In the desert. They're in the the Negev. But even with all of that um, being fact, being true, him knowing all that happened to him he managed to maintain the proper heart posture and and, and as a leader uh i want to ask each and every one of you and and this is a real question how do you deal with offense how do you deal with being broken how do you deal uh with being disappointed how do you deal with being frustrated how do you deal uh when when life um happen, right, when things that are completely out of your control uh have the, the potential to control uh what, what it seems like it's controlling your destiny at the time. I tell people quite often, um, if not for the fact that so many different hands played a part in raising me, I'm not sure that I would be who I am. Right, I'm not sure that my outcome would have been positive, a pillar to post kid. You know, um, there were days that um, my mother would drop me off and say she was coming back, kind of like when when people deal with the idea of a deadbeat dad, (laughs) right? There were, were days that I would stand on the side of the fence. I'd stand on the utility meter. And I'd have my little coat on with the fur around the hood. Um, And and sometimes I'd stay outside until it was dark. And my grandmother would have to come outside and say, baby, listen, she's not coming. Come on in the house and uh, put your PJs on and and let's go to bed. And I remember um, just a myriad of nights. And it wouldn't just be in my grandmother's house. Sometimes it would be at... Uh, who I call my, my Amy. She passed away about a year and a half ago, but sometimes she would send me up to my Aunt Beck. We lived in the same apartment building. And I'd go to Beck's house, and she'd say she'd be back, and the next thing you know, it was the next day and the next day. And then eventually I'd end up at my grandmother's house, and before it was all said and done, um, I'd, I'd hear a conversation and you know, it's it's amazing when people would talk about you when you're in the room as if you are not there. And not that my grandmother said anything negative or bad about me <laughs> but I would overhear her saying, um, really icky, awful things about my mother. And um I remember being not just disappointed, not just frustrated, I promise I'll get you to some scripture in just a second, but I, I want to put these pieces together in your head because it'll help you in your heart. Uh, she would have conversations about my mother with my aunt, i.e. setting up a system between my mom and my aunt. Uh, then they would make arrangements to put me on an airplane, and wherever my uncle happened Uh, to be corporately located at that time is where I would go. So I would live from one state to the next state to the next state, so much so that it became part of um, how I lived, right? So what we call that in the spirit and in the natural is a vagabond, right? I was was being made um, to create a lifestyle of being able to pack up and move at any time from a child. See, what we don't know about true leadership development and cultivation is that our process begins way before we acknowledge that Jesus is Lord and God is the Father. It starts long before uh, you you have the job uh, corporately in the high position. It starts long before uh, you become a wife and or a mother. The enemy's job is to steal, kill, and to destroy. And if he can, destroy you as a five-year-old, if he can destroy you at three, if he can begin the destruction process at at 13 with uh, a rape experience or being molested or uh, being abandoned by your father or rejected by your mother, he can attempt to set up systems. And here I am now as an adult and I can see how the systems were established against my mother from early, early on but not just established against my mother, they were then being established against me. But when I think about the entire process and all the different uh, locations that I lived, (laughs) all the different families that played a hand in how um, I shaped how I look at relationships and how I shaped how I look at connecting with people, uh, what it did for me was it made me become an extreme introvert right it made me it made me almost recluse as a young woman but right. it wasn't until i started making money for real for real money that i that i began to come out of that place but i'm looking at all these systems my grandmother was a hairstylist you guys know i did hair for twenty five years owned and operated salons it was that was one of the seeds and one of the systems that was uh, being established in my life not a negative system I thank God for uh, my process of being a stylist um, because it's where I learned how to refine my spiritual gifts and I didn't know that that's what I was doing at the time but what I what I can identify now as an adult is I was always being set up to be, by the grace of God, I am what I am, right? I was always being um, set up from every single angle, with every negative interaction, with every negative encounter. Um, I was always being established um, in in learning how to get over things, <laughs> move past it, let that go, okay? You, you lived there on yesterday, you don't today, right? And what it did was it it caused me to create and i I promise I'll make all this make sense. It caused me to create these boundaries around myself. Don't get real close. I don't really want to be your friend right don't don't uh i don't I don't need you to um <laughs> try to try to get real close to me because I don't trust none of y'all. I'm talking about leaving from broken places right. And if you start to do the review of five, I, the first time I got on the airplane to go live with my aunt, I was six years old and I thought it was a treat. I flew TWA and they gave me pilot's wings. And I had on the cutest little pink dress from, uh, uh, from Capwell's, honey. My mother had bought me a coat and the coat, the lining of the coat, Um, had abstract art in it. And if you know anything about me, everything about me is extremely abstract. And so I was completely um, excited about going. I was six years old. They were sending me on the plane by myself. Well, I did not know it was my family's intervention. I did not know that they were calling themselves saving me. And I went from the middle of Richmond, California, you hear me, (laughs) to a place called Upper Saddle River, New Jersey, I went from 95% of the students being African-American to a place where all of my friends were Jewish and celebrated Hanukkah, where there was not a black face outside of myself and my cousin, who's a year older than I am. You talk about culture shock, and not only culture shock, but now I look strange to the children in my class, and so I leave a place of everybody looks just like me. The middle of the hood, Siege elementary school. I don't even remember the name of the school. Um, that's that's how traumatizing it was. If you told me you were going to pay me um, to tell you what school it was I went to, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you, lose. But that, that system that the enemy was attempting to establish in me um, to keep me from getting to uh, my authentic self was a gift to me. Because now what I've learned how to do is chameleon in and out of culture, right? It's where manipulation systems started. Follow me, and I promise I will I will take you into the Word, but I'm going to do it at the end because I want you to get this, and I, I want you to get this because regardless of where you are currently, you are leading someone somewhere. The question is, as you lead them, where are you taking them? That's, that's the question, right? So here, this little black girl from uh, South Richmond, yay, right, being picked up from the middle of the ghetto being dropped in. Now, we, I moved from, and my grandmother had a, a house that she owned. Um, home ownership is definitely part of my blood work. But my auntie and my uncle lived in a mansion on top of the hill, up near high-end executives and sports executives and sports players. And so here I go from the middle of the ghetto to high-end suburban living. Right? Wealthy and elite, actually. And so, one of the things that, that were benefited me is I was part of Jack and Jill. So, on weekends, I'd go get to go play golf and stuff from a very early age. We traveled a lot. I got to ski, and uh, uh, my cousins, by the time I got up into my teenage age, years and being shipped back and forth to my aunt and my uncle. Um, I have been exposed to things that people I know today probably will never see if I just be honest well, at the time, in my mind, it was a curse, I was being mistreated I was being He was being abused. I was going through it. It was painful. It was hurtful because I would get snatched up from all my friends and I don't care what my mother did in my heart. I just loved my mother. I just wanted to be with my mother and in my mind, I could not for the life of me figure out why I was not good enough for you to figure out how to live differently, right? So anybody can relate to that. I'm sure there are people nodding their head even as I speak. That was uh, uh, what I thought was a struggle was becoming a strength. and here Joseph is. he's been thrown into a pit. he's been left for dead. Then Reuben had the, the decency to come back and be like, "Well now nah, we can't just leave him here to die let's sell him." And get some bread, right? Uh, where he was human traffic straight up, and in sorts, there were moments in my life where I felt human traffic. There were places that I landed that I was molested. There were places that I landed where not only was I molested, but they used to blackmail me and make me be uh, Cinderella ish, right? They would tell me if I didn't do their chores, they was gonna tell my my auntie XY, I did so and so and such and such. And ninety percent of the time, it wasn't. It wasn't true. <laughs> right? It wasn't it wasn't true. And and so here I am consistently being lied on and um put in positions where there there was a, a some type of an exchange for stuff that never even really happened. And I didn't realize it then. It was preparing me for My now, it was preparing me for 10 years ago, and it's preparing me for 10 years ahead. All of those different moments of rejection and abandonment, all those different moments of having to adapt to a new environment at short notice, I can only imagine that Joseph's head was spinning with each change, with each shift. I I know these fuckers did not. Did Did you try to kill me? Did you throw me in a pit to begin with, first of all? Really? How dare you? And secondly, did, did you come back and then sell me as if I wasn't standing there? You having a whole conversation about what I'm worth and what my value is. Imagine being located in a place where somebody is telling you what your worth is. Right? there, There are so many different things that transpired in this young man's life his his uh he was attractive and that was a thing he was wise and that was a thing he was obviously articulate and well spoken he was a great communicator that was a thing imagine living life where You do the things that you are uh, accounted for. Like he really saw what he saw in his dream where he suggested to his father and his mother and his siblings that one day their sheaves would bow to his. It was the truth. Right? It it was the truth. And some say that he was arrogant for sharing. Some say that he, he was sharing out of his ignorance. But whatever the case, what he said was an absolute fact. I remember um, coming into uh, my gifts and really not understanding how they operate. I didn't know what to do about what I could see and what I could hear. I didn't know who to talk to about what I was feeling when I'd walk into a room. I didn't know where to go to discover how to get to next or how to get out. But uh, that that leader thing was inside of me and it, it was uh, hungry for next. It was hungry for movement. It was hungry for traction, right? But, but what all I had to do, and, and I didn't know, is if I had understood that the systems that were being set up or established, what I thought were, that were against me, were really operating for me. See, if I had never lived in Connecticut, uh, I probably would not have graduated high school early. Um, not only did I graduate high school early, I had all AP classes when I returned back to California because the system educationally in Connecticut is not the same as the system in California. So my my um, intellect was advanced for my age because of the exposure, because of the experience, and because of what I thought in that moment was torture and or torment. They threw him in a pit. That he would be promoted to a palace. See, so you got to understand that uh, even from your broken place, even from the things that the enemy attempts to uh, uh, send or dispatch or loose or aim are always in full operation, full swing to clear the purpose. Nothing that's ever happened is wasted. When I reflect on my history and I I look back at the things that um, I experienced as a result of being molested, not being able to trust, not trusting women, I already didn't trust women that much because my mom had disappointed me, right? But then after a while, you start doing this thing called inquiring and you start asking questions right? I, I start asking uh, questions uh, about her history because I, I needed to understand. If you know anything else about me, listen, I don't want to know a whole bunch of details. Just tell me the bullet points and I'll fill in the blanks as needed. Now, who did this to you? <laughs> what, what is the matter when well, my mother started telling me her story? Ah, when she began sharing with me the systems that the enemy attempted uh, to place on her life, not only did it make me understand, it made me a lot more compassionate. It made me a lot more empathetic. I'm still talking about leaving from broken places. It made me more open to, right, well, how. you be look, as, look, Sabrina said on Saturday, how you be mad at an eight-year-old? I don't even think my mother made it to eight emotionally. Right? and and as you start to do this history cuz we're we're not just doing this leadership stuff cuz it's November and that's the theme right i need you to understand that the things that you've experienced the things that you battle with the things that you struggle with they they didn't come to kill you they came to shape you now if i hadn't um Uh, molested, if I hadn't dealt with that, that sexual abuse, there would never have been any confusion in my sexuality, right? And not that I was confused, but the experience created a whole system, keeping in mind, and I'm gonna say this, this is probably gonna weird some of y'all, especially religious folks out, but there are spirits that track us, that follow us, that go with us during our lifetime, looking for an opportunity to impede upon you certain things. And there were situations in my life where it became about manipulation. It didn't have anything to do with sex. It had everything to do with money. Because The more money I have, the less I have to trust. I don't got to trust you. I can buy that. I can pay for that. <laughs> right? And so if you do an inventory, if you do a self-check and you start to think about some of the things and the experiences that you had growing up that appeared adverse, if you do the math, and you count up the cost, and you consider your current expectations, I want you to ask yourself a few questions. What system that the enemy attempted to set up against you not only backfires, but is the reason that you're able to navigate the room? See, I can talk to any young person, stud or fish, whatever you want to call them, and, and have a whole conversation from a completely unbiased place because I was violated. I don't have nowhere to send you. I I can't send you to hell now. I'm going to tell you the truth that anything that does not reproduce is dead and is not of God. So if you're struggling in your sexuality, just know this. You make a decision, an active decision. I choose God's love over my past experience, and that's all I did.
8: I'm not doing this. This is stupid. This don't even make sense.
6: Right? And so – um let let's go
8: to Genesis.
6: Ah, there look there's so many places I could go right here. Um, let me see, I think I wanna
8: take us to um, maybe maybe
6: forty nine. And so as, as we go there, um when when I look back over my life um, and all the areas that I was broken in, and again, growing up in traditional Baptist church until I got old enough um, to want to experience more of what I thought was God, but all I did was experience a louder, uh, more charismatic church, um, I started looking for God and, and obscure places. I stopped looking for him inside of a building, and I started looking for him uh, inside of me. And the only way to find him inside of you is to realize that, number one, greater is he that is in you. And I know it sounds cliche and churchy, but um, when you start to uh, actually engage God as Father, when you start to literally say, hey, Jesus, I realize the sacrifice that you made, and you start to give yourself to that being the truth, Um, as time goes on, everything changes. Like when I think about or have conversations, I remember I couldn't even have a conversation about my mother without being teary. She didn't do, she didn't do nothing. (laughs) She didn't do nothing. On purpose, nothing about our interaction was intentional. She gave me what she had, and I adore her. And I think she is an amazing, amazing human being. Um, sometimes difficult, but she's mine. Right? I don't have the emotional capacity to be mad about what was a gift to me, what was a blessing for me, in spite of what it. Felt like sometimes our feelings. That's one of the things that I love about this particular character, this this person that we've come to know over the last two thousand years. Is Joseph was um, kind. He was um, his heart was like, man, it is what it is. It's whatever. It, it's a level of nonchalance that I think we all owe ourselves to arrive at. Right? That we all should get to that place where we are not overwhelmed with what our past experiences uh, may or may not have done. the truth is, I promise you, if you do the math and you start adding things up, what you'll notice is that uh, it was a gift to you. It was a gift to you. Um, it, it, It didn't come to destroy you, right? um
1: okay give me two seconds okay
6: so let's go to 49 um and let's go to 14 and 14 and 15 it says and after burying his father Joseph went back to Egypt, and all his brothers who had come with him to bury his father returned with him. After the funeral, uh, Joseph's brothers talked amongst themselves. What if Joseph is carrying a grudge and decides to pay us back for all the wrong we did to him? Can I tell you something? The people that did you dirty, they know they did you dirty. The people that mistreated you, they know they mistreated you. From every place, for somebody that's carrying around baggage of quote-unquote church hurt, they, they know they was out of pocket. And here's the thing. There's a level of grace you have to give every single person that's ever created what you thought was a problem in your heart.
7: So 16 says, so they sent Joseph a message.
6: Listen, and and, and what you'll know, (laughs) Sabrina, I love the Holy Ghost. Um, Oh, she might not be on the phone. I forgot she's out of town. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So they sent Joseph a message. And before his death, your father gave this command. Tell Joseph to forgive his brother's sins. All that wrongdoing. They did trick you very badly. Will you do it, right? Will you forgive the sins of the servants of your father's God? When Joseph received their message, he wept. Then the brothers went in person to him and threw themselves on the ground before him and said, we'll be your slaves. And Joseph replied, listen, don't be afraid. Do I act for God? Like, am I a man? Have you noticed that I lead? I, I do this. I get it. I understand why you did what you did. Don't you see? You planned evil against me, but God used those same plans for my good as you see all around you right now. Life for many people. Easy now. You have nothing to fear. I'll take care of you and your children. He reassured them, speaking with them heart to heart. Right? And so that was a. the uh, last verse, I think that was uh, 19 through 21. Joseph, uh, from his broken place, had the wherewithal, had the capacity, had the understanding to not only forgive them, but to say, listen, I know what you did, and, and I give it. That was in my cards, but check check it out. And depending on what version you read it in, he, he'd tell them, look around, look at all you see, I run all this. in spite of your evil, wicked self, in spite of your nasty, mean, cantankerous, bitter, jealous, frustrated self. I want all this. Look around. I know that the things that you did to me could have broke my spirit. I could have sat up and been depressed for uh, as long as I wanted to be depressed. I could have been full of anxiety anticipating uh, what's going to happen now after Potiphar's wife accused him, right? All, All these different things. And now here it is that he has an opportunity to pay them back. You know you've grown a whole bunch when you don't wish to pay back evil for evil. Man, you did me dirty, but... Sure, if you call me, I'm on my way. I know everybody's heart not set up like that. I know everybody is not going to agree with what I just said. Nah, you can forgive them, but you can't forget. Yeah, you you cannot. But the, the reality is, uh, Manasseh. it means to forget. I, I I have learned how there are certain things that people have done to me. And until they remind me sometimes that they did it, I did even forget. Because I don't care. It's never going to stop me from getting where I'm called to get. It's never going to stop me from doing what I'm called to do. All the things that I did, self-inflicted. Honey, the marriages. I've married somebody else. Her, girl, what is you doing? Right? And I don't mean like somebody was married and I married him too. I, I didn't say that. That doesn't turn into a whole rumor. But what I am saying is. That there were places that I never should have been because I had not received the full manifestation of the truth of what God says about who I am. And the longer you stay uh, connected to church only without having been deeply rooted in the things of Christ and the knowledge of Christ, the longer you let small offenses throw you off, the longer you let those frustrating moments, especially when it be true, listen, if it's true, deal with it. Shake it off and move around. Fix it. I thank God for the people around me um, that that keep me um, with my chin to my chest. Ah, oh, why you do that? I was at this. Don't say that. That wasn't right. Because listen, I'm I'm not perfect. I'll tell anybody on the planet. Right, I still I thank God that I can say, "Hey, did I say that right?" Right. Our job should be to take those things that the enemy meant for evil. And turn them right back around for good. Our job is to have the capacity to forgive those uh, that violated us, those that didn't treat us the most fair. I don't care who it is, your mother, your father, your siblings, right? All the things that um, I experienced, my mother didn't do them to me. God did them for me through her right? I needed to be exposed um, to higher levels of education. I needed to be exposed to uh, HBCU college tours. I needed to be exposed to Jack and Jill and going to uh, play golf and have crumpets and tea cakes as a kid. I didn't know what that was. I needed that exposure, right? And so all of, I needed the exposure of places where I stayed, where it was poverty. I'm not living like that. Right, every single thing that we experience in life—good, bad, ugly, indifferent—is all shaped uh, to not just adjust you, but it's but it's there to shape the the content, the construct, the structure of how your heart beats. And when we do it from a negative connotation, everybody suffers. But if we take advantage of the truth of how God does what he does, right, if we take advantage of how God gives us the ability to make active decisions and engage in our own wins, our own victories, we start to choose things differently. We stop being offended really easily. We thank God for the process on every single level, and we do it with courage. We do it from a place of surrender. We do it from a place of obedience. And so I just want to ask you a couple of really quick questions, right? Are you prepared to revisit your past in an effort to move into your future? Are you prepared to give yourself permission to operate from your well place, even with your brokenness, knowing that God is absolutely in complete control and he's not confused about where you are, right? We got to get to a place where we know that everything is working on our behalf. Nothing is created to keep us stagnant. And I think For the many people that are intimidated by um, dealing with confrontation, intimidated by going through the process of confrontation, my suggestion to you today would be to examine yourself, examine your heart, and give yourself permission to experience um, even acknowledging the hurt and the pain of the past so that you can move beyond it and move into your purpose. And so listen, that's my that's my share for this morning. I hope that I said something that was helpful and or
8: beneficial to all of you. Um, it was uh, Genesis, hold on one second.
6: Genesis fifty fourteen through verses twenty one. What did I say? I said something different, Share. I can't have ideas. All right. Um, I know that it's men's day and I apologize, uh, as as I assumed uh Royce overslept <laughs> overslept. He sent me a text, so just FYI and it's it's fine. It happens, listen. Um yeah. That that being said, guys, again I pray something that I said was helpful. Um If we have anyone that joined the call a little bit late you didn't have an opportunity to say, good morning, I want us to go ahead and do so at this time. I will absolutely acquiesce to the men. If there are any men that want to say good morning, please jump in at this time.
10: Good morning. This is Al. Al um, Great presentation. Um, You know, as a man, we are to be leaders. Guys, here's a man's house and important for us to not to look not to take the past and let it just eat us alive but to and learn and grow from it so you was right on point target thank
6: you amen good morning Al. thank you for that share i appreciate you good stuff anybody else any other men want to say good morning Amen. Any new callers, first-time speakers or callers that may want to say good morning, somebody that you've never said anything but you've been around for a bit? Any of, of you around want to say good morning? All right, going once, going twice. All right, then it's fully open for anyone that joined the call a little bit late. you didn't get a chance to say good morning, good morning.
7: Good morning,
6: hon. Good morning, mother. <laughs> we oh. know who you are. We know. We know your voice.
7: <laughs> okay. Okay. I enjoyed enjoyed that, that declaration. It hit me right home. At home. Amen. Very good. After being assaulted twice. Um. After having been assaulted
6: twice. Learning is out. Yeah. Ditto. You know. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's a real thing. Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah,
6: it is. It was hard. It's a feel. real thing. <laughs> well, look, it looks like we're going to walk right into love, life, and victory this morning, and that's fine. You can say good morning, and if you have a share, or you could relate, or you can identify feel free to go ahead and share.
3: Good morning. morning. Hey, good morning. (laughs) I just all I wanted to just say is good morning.
1: Thank you.
3: And God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sis. Man, anybody
6: else? Morning. hey girl, hey.
1: Yeah. Hey girl.
6: Just,
11: hey, absolutely amazing declaration, it, man. I, hey, can I tell you, I love the Holy Spirit too. He a real thing mm-hmm.
6: for me. He yeah. is. I, I like the, see, I, I see. like the fact, that, huh? I say, he's icy. Yeah, man, man,
11: also raw,
6: as we used to say, um, but what I can, I, that the word that you used for Joseph when you said facts, F-A-C-T-E-D, facts, everything mm-hmm. has to come from facts. I tell my kids all the time, where did it start? Let's start with the facts because those don't change. It's truth by the way of process and process by the way of truth. They go hand in hand. Some things just don't change. I like, and you would think, you know, since, you know, my son got killed, I would not like to watch murder shows, but I like to watch certain things. Not, uh-uh, First 48, no, I don't do none of them. But I do the ones that try to find out what makes a person, how do they get to the point of where they're at? Why do they think like that? Right. What can they do to help them? I like shows like that, and it it doesn't take away from who I am or make me who I am, but I like the fact of that we all are masterpiece different, and God allows us hand in hand to be able to process if we want to, if we allow him to help us process to the greatness that he's called us to, to the purpose person. So this year, I know, I know it'll be a little deep for me, but you drop a nugget, it go way there. So I love you, sis. Great share.
3: Amen. Good morning, Dee, okay. Hi. Um, hi, I just wanted to say
5: that uh, thank you. Thank you for your share. That was really, really good, indeed. Um, it just really made me think this morning, like, just, like when you just explained your childhood and how you moved around and things like nothing happens for a a mistake, whether it's good or bad, nothing like God, everything that happened in our life is for a reason. And it just told, told me to just slow down and take a minute and analyze what happened or what's going on. You know, what, what is God's purpose for me in this moment? And then just to have that true faith that whatever, like, you know, this morning I woke up, you know, I've been pretty sad, whatever, with my dad right now because he's sick. And so my I woke up to my daughter, she wrote on the table, she said, Mommy, I just know. I know for sure you're gonna feel better. So I wanna have like that kind of faith to just know that God is everything's done for a purpose. There's no mistakes with God. So we just share, you know, some of the good and bad things that happened to your childhood. That's what that made me think. So thank you.
6: Amen. Amen. Good stuff. That's what's up. And it's true and it's important and uh yeah and, and tough times will come and but what what I am discovering um probably experience after experience I had a phone call the other day with uh, my niece who just had surgery. Um if you guys would lift her up in prayer, her name is Dayless. Um, and I remember at eighteen years old, uh being in her living room the the lady that taught me how to pray initially um you know put prayer on my heart and on my mind and i believe just sitting in that living room with her for years and years and years um it it burst in me it was a a transference of spirits it was a, a beautiful thing it was an impartation of a mantle of prayer Um, And I was able to pray for her granddaughter who sat in that same living room that I learned how to pray in a time of one of her greatest tragedies, knowing that she carries that matriarchal mantle. Um, And it was the most beautiful thing. It was like God reminding me that every single day of your life um, has led you up to this moment to be able to have that conversation with her. And it's not that she didn't know how impactful her granny had been to me, but it was a moment um, of supernatural impartation and I could feel it. Um, I could feel that transaction happening. We are a transactional people that I gave his son, right? We are always giving. The question is when you give, what are you giving? Are you giving us your bitterness? Are you giving us your unforgiveness? Are you giving us your hatred? Are you giving us your anger? Are you giving us your frustration or are you giving us a heart for operating in purpose, no matter what has happened right life is life is license, period and how you handle how life is licensed, is completely up to you. Your heart posture is the thing. If you easily offended, good luck. The promotion ain't coming until you get to the next place in your heart. Not with your education. I don't care how many degrees you got. If you bitter, some stuff God ain't giving you as a believer. You're not, you're not going to give access to mistreat nobody. No. Amen. Anybody else want to say good morning or have something to share?
7: Good
1: morning,
6: good morning. Deanna. Uh-oh, somebody has their phone on speaker. Good morning. Wanda. I'm not this, go this is wonderful. How you doing? Hey, <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Thank
11: you for your declaration. Um, You know, I always love to hear
6: your story because it, it, it touches me in a deep spot around my, my son. I shared about my time that I abandoned and had to put up for adoption. And I think it's a beautiful thing that you got an opportunity to talk to your mom and hear her story to know what she's been through that lets you know what why you had to go through what you had to go through or some of what you had to go through. Um,
1: right. My
6: son is almost 39 and like I shared before, I know where he is, he's currently incarcerated, um, out of his entire life, I've able been able to share one birthday with him, like give him a birthday cake and birthday party as an adult. And we still have yet to have that conversation. And so I'm at the place in my life, um, you know, I'm in recovery and I do recovery work and I'm at a point where it's time for me to go a little bit deeper in my past and I think that God is making an opportunity or letting me know that I have the opportunity where I can write to him while he's incarcerated and explain everything to him because we still have not had that mother-son talk as to what happened
1: mm-hmm. Um,
6: mm-hmm. and so I often
11: wonder how he really feels
1: um,
11: how my decisions
6: that I made back then um has affected his life as a man um as a father uh, his walk in life with Christ or a lack thereof um, and so I'm in just in the healing process, and i I'm just grateful that I'm afforded the opportunity to heal and and to see my wrongs and um hopefully it'll be a positive outcome um
8: with with him with explaining you know my past situation um and i can't wait to january to the gala to to meet you and (laughs) and all the others and get hugged by the next as you said and um i'm i'm
7: just I've uh, made a decision that I'm
6: increasing my reading the Word every day
4: because
11: I'm I'm like
6: lost with it. you know like like you said earlier it's like it's, it's no other place to, to turn other than God well well the mm-hmm. the person before you that did the prayer it's like we that's where our help come from and and it's like anything in my life that I go through
11: I, I have to turn to God.
7: And so,
8: um, I'm
6: just enjoying the favor, and and I love the
11: call. I love getting
6: on the call. Sometimes I get on the call and I don't say anything because I'm getting ready for work. But you know, when when I get a little God shot poked in my heart, then I I feel obligated to say something. So again, just thank you uh, for your for your for your for being who you are for your vision. For this platform and um for your transparency so
9: thanks
8: amen amen good stuff D.
6: good stuff and, and yeah hey
9: hey i um, wanted to i'm i'm working the front office this morning i'm trying to get in before the baby's come i have to get it together because i can't be emotional wreck. Right? but when you were sharing about your mom and it took me back too because as a little girl even though i pretty much had my mom my dad was wherever so that's a whole nother uh feeling but to have that that person saying i'm coming back and like you with your coat on waiting that's a feeling that only if you've experienced you get right so to, to what you said about your mom being eight years old and all that it just really resonated with me that i didn't realize that even though i just turned 56 i still have little girl hurts right from my childhood but I'm able to not like hold my dad. Like I love that man beyond death, and I forgave him years ago for not knowing. Like you said about your mom, he didn't know. So when you don't know, how do you hold people accountable for not knowing how to be a father? That's something just so whack to me. Now that I'm a mother and a grandmother, and I've had you know my children's father, I'm I'm making sure that my grandchildren don't have to go through what I went through if that makes sense. But when you're talking about your mom, it just hit me like man, if we're not careful, we'll make um, people pay for stuff that they're not even able to pay. You know, it's like, forgive them because we too fall short. And like you said, you being sent to all those different places made you who you were. And same for me. I can remember when my dad said he was going to come and he was a no-show. Well, you know, most of you know that Gloria and I had the same father and there was eight of us, supposedly. I would rather my dad sometime be in a whole nother state and not show up than be around the corner. Right, but a lot of people don't get that because you you'd have to be in it, and and so I get now when you say you got to release and love and not let all of that hold you or stifle you um from just loving them. And so I'm grateful that you really shared that because I didn't even know how I was feeling until you talked about that part with your mom. So I love you, sister, and just I'm just grateful for Declare Victory. And I'm like Wanda, I'm so excited about January 13th to just have a love fest. It's gonna be amazing. I'm going on mute because here come two babies.
8: <laughs> okay.
4: Hello. Thank you for
6: sharing. That was, that was good stuff. Hello. Hi, this
4: is Gloria, the older sister of Demetriana and the daughter of Leomia. I am so grateful to
7: this season in my 63-year-old life of being
4: able to look and to see to connect the dots and to just be like 10,000% honest, some of the things that I've I've looked at and am looking at um,
8: used to
3: terrorize me.
8: Mm -hmm. I'm grateful
7: for being able to take a reflective look. The other day when we were talking and I said that I appreciate what I appreciate, I now understand and can
6: appreciate having the interaction of being stolen by my aunt.
7: I can appreciate, there are many things that, that I'm still appreciating and understanding how God moved to keep me out of the place of being molested, but being
6: um, approached by people that were close. So I, I'm grateful for
4: it. It's not an easy space, but I'm thankful to God for everything that yeah. he has allowed me to experience and to be able to now embrace it and know that is for my strengthening. And I will, I, I'm thankful that I know now
6: I am I can see 10% of who I, I have allowed people to be. Right. Looking for more. Right. And better. Right. And greater
4: and stronger. Mm-hmm. So thank you for your place mm-hmm. in the journey. Thank you. I appreciate how we are so much alike. Yet, we are who God made us each to be. And I
6: really appreciate you, sister. Love y'all. Amen.
8: Amen. I love you
11: too. I appreciate you. Good morning. This
3: is 20. Can you
11: hear me? I can. Hey. Oh, great. I've been having trouble with my phone. But anyway, um, like always, I've I've mentioned to you before, I I thank you. First of all, I want to thank you for your declaration, as well as just being your authentic self. And, um, Sharing the things that you share because it's so relatable to me, and I um, um, shared before that we kind of have similar situations with my mother. But like I said, I'm grateful for the relationship that I have with her because a lot of things have came out, you know, without me even asking um, what was, you know, what happened during that time. Um, I'm grateful for the place that I was placed in because um, you know, my grandmother um took well, you know, took care of me as well as my father, um, being my only parent at that time. And so um, you know, I'm just grateful for the situation and I know that as I've been on this call since twenty nineteen, um, it has directed me, you know or to open up my um understanding Um, other places, you know, other things that I've been through and what I've gone through, um, that there there was a purpose that God had, you know, in it all, even though some of it is like, why did this happen? So I'm grateful um, that all things work together for the good of those, you know, that love the Lord, not just thank God for who he is, not thank God for the divine. And also, I don't know how to, what what do I need to do to register for the uh, event?
6: just go to declarevictory.org there's a tab that says gamer Okay,
8: thank you.
6: No problem.
1: And I love you. <laughs>
6: I love you too. Hey <laughs> man, anybody else?
3: Good morning. This is prosperous. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. Um that was that was just really, really that was a hit that hit me. That hit hard. That was a timely message again. Um you know, I think you had said you know, in the Bible there's like certain uh people he's that for me too. Like that and something always opens back up to me regarding his story. Like just now when you were talking about it, when you were speaking on it and I actually went online to read it, I had no idea until I went back after your declaration looking at it when Joseph, after the father died. So um, clearly he was already put in the pit, rejected by his siblings, uh, went through all that stuff. But then he came up. And then they came, you know, you know the whole story. They came and he, you know, he was like running things at the time. I didn't know after all that. And then I believe he was able, he went and so saw his father. But after the father died, Joseph's brother, I'm at Genesis 50 again. Joseph's brother said, well, what if Joseph still bears a grudge against us and pays us back in full? So the uh, first time, this is the first time I've noticed it, Um, he said, so they approached Joseph saying, your father gave this instruction before he died. Say to Joseph, I beg you to forgive the crime of your brothers, you know. Anyway, I was thinking to myself, and this is why I really know it's, I got to just lean into the Lord and get my heart, just pray that he continues to purify my heart, is I would have thought well, how, why would I believe you? You threw me in the pit. (laughs) You're coming to me after my dad's dead and telling me that, you know, so it's just so many things I had not even wasn't aware of that. So I just love how, you know, things are revealed in the word and I'm going to continue to go in there and just circling it back to me where I am. You know, we're in this walk with the Lord. You know, we have our good times, our not so good times. And I'm in that time, that period It's very kind of difficult during this season, but it's going to change. It's changing. It's not going to always be like this, but I am pressing in. And I just thank you. I thank you, Pastor Dion, for always being ready. You weren't even supposed to speak today, but Lord Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Okay. And have a blessed day, everyone.
6: And no, no, for real, I didn't know what that outcome was going to be. But I love Holy Spirit and I love being yielded because he gave me everything I needed. And so I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I need I needed that reminder this morning. I think he did that for me because he's so gracious. <laughs> Amen.
3: Anybody. Am I the only morning? one that would have thought after today? You know, how am I going to believe you? My dad's not even here no more. You threw me in a pit. I'm supposed to believe. Anyway. <laughs> <That's all. laughs>
6: No, I get it. trust me,
8: I I get it. it. Makes sense. Good morning, Dion. Good morning, Declare Victory. This is joyful.
6: I um got a text message from a young lady that I told about the call and she um heard someone on the call and I thought, Oh, I wasn't even planning to get on because I'm preparing for a funeral this morning. But I wanna thank you for the declaration and just for your continual um posture to help, like, free people through your transparency. These past couple of days, I have really been thinking about how we spend a lot of time talking about the defeated one in the natural and in the spirit. We'll talk about how the other team lost instead of talking about how our team won. We'll talk about how the devil was defeated instead of God being victorious. And they're both true, but as we choose to live from the healed place and the victorious place, then I just want us to consider, if you had a choice to tell the story one of two ways, think about it from the victor. Think about it as the victor, because we are. So thank you, Dion, um, just for your, for your transparency, for your yieldedness, um, and for, for the eyes of our understanding being open as a result of the entrance of his word. Thank you. I love you. And man, blessings to you. Thank you, AP, for um, for always sharing with people to jump this call to pray that the young lady was blessed um, and empowered and encouraged to keep
10: going. Thank you for that.
6: Amen. Anybody else?
10: Good morning. This is Dion. I'm going to try to get in from male perspective. This is Al again. I, I just, these three words that just came to me, but the whole spirit. <laughs> with pain, power, and purpose. And if I get it right. Yep. Is that, um, you know, you go through the pain, God is with you through the pain, and as you're going through the pain, he provides you a purpose. And as he provides you a purpose, he provides you the power to overcome all three of those. And through your experience, you to be a presence to help other people because too often times, you know, we have allowed the devil to steal from us our joy from our past. And what we have to do is steal from our past, from our childhood, from our childhood experiences. You know, our parents only could do what they could do because of what they had. And it took me a minute to understand that myself, to understand it. Like, I cannot go forward without forgiving and moving forward and just say thank you because without the experience, wouldn't be who I am today.
6: Amen. It's, yeah, no, it's, it's a real thing. And it's, it's the truth. I, um, I thank God for my painful moments. I really, really do. They have shaped how I show up. Um, they have shaped how I interact with people. They have shaped how I handle, um, what could appear to be adverse situations and scenarios. And I'm, I'm really, really grateful, um, of how he wound me together and how he knit me in my mother's womb that as much as I wanna be mad, as much as I wanna hold a grudge, as much as much as I wanna be frustrated, I'm just like, eh, that didn't hurt me. You know, and if I if I look at it from the advantageous place, um, I will know that it was sent to to help me. And so thank you for sharing and I I agree.
1: Anybody
6: else? morning. Good morning. morning. I heard Juliet, and then I heard somebody else. Who else is that? That would be me.
5: I would wait. Uh, go ahead, Lady Juliet.
3: Okay. Thank gotcha. you.
11: Um, wow, this was so powerful, and it was a great reminder. You know, I was thinking about what you said about your mom, too, about an eight-year-old, you know, being stuck there, and then, you know, the decision she made. And, I uh, remember having a conversation with the Lord because, you know, I lost my dad at three and I didn't realize I died with him or part of me died with him. You know, I I was stuck there. And because my mom, the way she dealt with how she tried to deal with the pain was she self medicated drank Right. And so there was nobody Mm -hmm. to talk to. And so I didn't have a voice and I I was, and, and, and so, you know, I remember um, not being able to make decisions without, you know, getting people's opinion. I remember not feeling like I had a voice, not seeing myself as a leader, none of all this stuff. I remember having a conversation with the lawyer, and one day he told me, he'd say, and a days, I was like, you know, I work with children. I've been working with children for most, you know, most of my adulthood. And um, I started with the toddlers. But I could never see myself going beyond the toddlers. like, why can't I see myself working with the older kids? Like why did I find myself stuck here? And I remember him saying, "He said because this is where he said he said this is where you know life stopped for you. You know when your dad died, Mm -hmm. you were three. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So Mm -hmm. competence and all of that was stuck right there. I I, you know I was I didn't realize even though I was a a grown adult, I was still you know mentally I was still that three year old kid. And I remember um. -hmm. And then what you were saying as far as being able to use these things, I mean, I'm, of course, we're always still growing. I'm still growing. I'm still, the Lord is still opening my mouth. <laughs> you know, um, sometimes I'm still, that, I, I find myself still being that little girl sometimes, it's just like, no, I don't want to do it. But, you know, um, more and more, I'm getting more courageous to say what I need to say. But, um, <laughs> um well, now I lost my thought, dang it. Anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Um, Oh, so what it has done for me, though, like you said, it made me, you know, because I was able to go back there and start examining, you know, you know, what the trauma happened for me, it also, moving forward, it made me more compassionate and also, you know, able to give grace to people. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes how crazy it can act, I can still see the good. Like, I can still see, or I can still say, well, what happened, you know, where did their trauma start? I was, be, I was be able to asked some right. kind of questions, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it, it made me more compassionate to be able to talk to different people and be able to really um, empathize, you know what I'm saying, with them. Right. Um, so that's, that's what has happened for me. And I'm just, you know, I know I'm still growing and I thank the Lord for that, but this was just, it just was such a great reminder. Um, of where I came from and where I'm going. Thank you. I love you.
1: Absolutely.
6: I love you too, babe. And it's a a real thing. I mean, and sometimes you got to do that deep dive, that deep digging, that deep work of really paying attention to for real. It's not happening to you. It's happening for you, I promise. Look, don't nobody hear nothing else to say. Child, the enemy thought it was going to kill you, but if you take what it was intended for and you do the work of, of actually healing and addressing stuff and asking the right questions, I think that the most vital thing, the most vital lesson you'll ever learn is how to ask appropriate questions and not of people that don't have the answer. you gotta, you got to spend time with God. I started asking God questions, and he was like, well, pay attention to this. I allowed you to experience that so that when this shows up, you're not intimidated by it. So that when this shows up, you're not judgmental. So that when this shows up, you aren't angry at, at the perpetrator. Because you understand X, y, and Z. so you you keep doing the deep digging, you keep doing the deep diving, and by the time it's all said and done, not only do you grow, but you you walk away from that thing with a skill set, whether or not you know it. Amen. Amen. Um, Any before, before you go,
11: go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, something and I wanted to. This is between me. I mean, I'm. If you you will know when I say this. I okay. It's the seven leadership traits of the board. The board was religious. He was called by God to lead a diff- at a difficult time. Deborah mm-hmm. served with wisdom and knowledge. Deborah supported mm-hmm. who God called to lead. Deborah was trusted. The board was directed. Deborah was confident. Deborah was humble. Seven leadership traits. Mm-hmm. Very
8: good. Send me that, Joe.
6: Will do. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> I get it completely. I ain't forgot. Amen. Um, and then I, I think I remember who I heard. I forgot. Child, fifty is disrespectful.
4: <laughs> you are good. You are good. Hi, how are yeah, you? Dr. I just <laughs> wanted to, uh, to, yes. Yeah. I'm so. Listen, you know this this month is so phenomenal as far as the uh the message the message theme um leadership and like you said here you didn't really know that you would uh have to bring the word on today you you already in season and out of season and um you the message of with Joseph and and, and um the things that he had to deal with I'm I'm um, amazed that in our leadership uh, state, Dion, you are serving, not in fear, but in faith. And I love it because I see your, you know, your uh, spiritual growth and that you're leading well, even though it doesn't feel like, you know, sometimes it's like, uh, I believe it was uh, Tanya when she talked about when you take uh, the scab. Take the bandaid off of a, a a wound that you think is healed, and I thank you for helping me to be able to move forward in uh, in ministry, in leadership, in uh, with capability to bring a sound word. Because before I made it to declare victory, I was kind of you know a little wobbly, and not kind of, but yes. So thank you for allowing us to be able to come into this room and share with all of these beautiful souls. Uh, you know, I just thank you that you can you you have it and you're doing an awesome job. I just want to give you your kudos. You know, in front of everyone to let them know that it's times where, you know, you, you don't know how it's gonna go. But if you're just in place, God can use you wherever you're at in this uh spectrum of leadership. It may not seem like, you know, you waiting on tables mean a lot, but it is when it's a person that needs to uh, properly be fed. I thank you for uh, being a servant, uh, Deon. Amen. Amen. On
6: that writing. <laughs> this person's ready Amen. Somebody needs to mute their phone. Anybody else?
1: Anybody else Hi, I have a share?
3: Hi, it's Elf.
1: Hey, girlie.
8: Hey. I also want to mention not just parents wounds, past relationship wounds, of forgiving those that have hurt you. That's another one that that has been worked on. So I'm actually heading up to the bay now to go help assist um, my ex with, his, with our boys. So it's amazing uh, the growth and the healing that has happened between us, especially after our divorce, and how we're
3: able to communicate. There's been so much healing,
8: and it's been a blessing throughout the transition. So I just wanted to say that, too.
6: Very good. I like it. I'm super proud of you.
4: Super duper.
1: Amen. Anybody? else?
6: Anybody else? Hey, Dee, um, Bishop did a message on outcast and the way he broke that thing down. I said, I never look at being an outcast that way again. So we look at words as you know that they if we really look up the meaning and stop taking what people say and just look at it and break it down, it'll make us uh, understand some stuff so much better. And I like the, the, I don't know if anybody's seen the little memes that have been going around with the kid in the mirror crying, but on the other side was a beautiful human being. If we could take a look at that, that that's, that gives you a vision of um it, it does something for you when you see it. So if you see something, I know Dee posted one. So if you can see it, it'll definitely help it, help open your eyes to um, and help you to understand
8: some stuff. Very
3: good. Very good. Thank you for sharing. Anybody else? That reminds me. I know. I know you probably got to go, but um, it reminds me what Rochelle was saying about. Um, this when I, I remember I got lost my job this was me and these jobs but God is working anyway there's a um, something going that goes around Facebook every now and again and I posted it in uh, 2014 I wasn't really feeling it at the time but I had just got laid off and it was a picture of this little girl with her little bear and she and Jesus and she was looking at Jesus and Jesus was like had his hand out like give me that little bear and behind him was this huge bear that he was going to replace that little bear and she was like no I want it and I don't know that visual just came to me like yeah
8: good
6: one yeah that was a good one but that that's that's us that's human behavior we be trying to hold on to the little stuff and God got something on the other side bigger for us um you know and and the reality is sometimes we don't have the capacity for it and those are the kind of questions you got to ask do you got you have room to be blessed do you have room for the transformation he's trying to get into your hands do you have space for the change
3: Well, i put that, that out required and i'm looking sorry i i said i put that out in faith I believe, remember believing that, and God brought that to my remembrance. Now that He, I mean, the bear is so much bigger. It's a utterly big, big, beautiful bear. Glory. Yep, 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 yep. It's real.
6: It's a whole entire real thing.
7: Oh,
1: pastor,
7: pastor, isn't it beautiful how the other side look? I was telling you about how. I had been um, molested. I went around hating that guy so bad. Ooh, God. The very thought of him made me want to give a good. But I thank God because he made me forgive him. And I got so that I didn't hate him. I didn't hate him at all. Um, I started praying for him. God had me pray for him. And I, 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 even since I moved back to North Carolina, I was in Virginia then. Even since I moved back here, I still find myself sometimes praying for him and asking God that wherever he is, to help him give his life to him. Don't let him die in his sins.
10: Mm-hmm. And I,
7: this morning i i I got up praying and he came across my heart. I love God is such a loving for oh how he makes you and I know it's not about feelings but how he makes you humble and loving and caring about people that in your yeah. mind done you wrong but to learn that the things that you went through is just to make you better. And I thank God for it. I just thank you, praise God now. I can think about the guy and no hatred, just concern for his soul. Yeah. Yeah. I thank That's you a for a great place. Morning.
6: Amen, my my complete adjo- uh, complete honor. Amen. All right,
7: Go ahead. In-
8: oh, yeah. I'm sorry. This is this is persistent, Priscilla. And I don't. This rarely. Ha- hey, this really happens to me rarely, but I'm sitting here listening, and, and um, the Lord dropped in my spirit the vision for. Our upcoming um, celebration, and he showed me you. I hope your heart is ready. Get ready. So much love for you. So much outpouring of your yes. For your yes. So much of your fruit you're gonna see. So much, and he um, just wants you to well, be ready. You love love, <laughs> what you said. I do, I do too. <laughs> love, I is do too. So. love is amazing. And I just thank you for amazing. the platform of acceptance. Because it's so difficult to find that real acceptance where you can just unearth your truth and um, to get to better, to get to you, to really understand more about you and to see God's hand that's really been in your life all your life, because He did reveal yeah. to me recently how He tried to take me out, the enemy, very young.
1: Oh yeah. So when
8: you, and so you don't really look at that, you know, because you don't. But that's how far He takes you right. back. But I just wanted to say that to you because He just gave me that flash about you, and um, yeah. And I, I, I thought about Jonathan, uh, Brother John, when he talked about the fruit and all the seeds in the fruit, and how much they yeah. actually, how much, how many trees grow from one seed. And that when I thought about what the Lord said to me about you. But anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. Yeah, very good, very good. I appreciate you. Amen. I appreciate you more.
1: <laughs> Anybody else? All right.
6: Well, guys, listen, I am grateful um, that God gave me something to share this morning. I pray that uh, you spend some time going over and Uh, expecting God to show himself strong, even with the residue. I pray that you remember that God has not forgotten. um, Everything is working for you. And rain, shine, sleep, or snow, um, he will get the glory if you agree um, to be used by him. All he needs is a firm yes find that yes down your spirit honey you start giving people left and right you know god is about to shift your life without a shadow of a doubt um when when he starts telling you who to forgive yeah when he starts telling you who to forgive you would be like oh yeah. So anyway, I love you, but I promise God loves you the most. Have an amazing, amazing day. Have a phenomenal weekend, and we will meet you right back here Monday morning, 6 a.m. I love you, but I promise God loves you the most. Have a great day, everyone. Love you. Have a, day, everyone.
3: have a blessed day, everyone. Have a blessed day. God bless everyone.
8: Love y'all. Have a great day. Bye.
3: Have a blessed day. Walk
6: in victory.
1: Bless everyone.